Sleeping Beauty was one of my favorite movies as a kid that when I rewatched it as an adult made me mad. Why? Because she sleeps through the whole fucking thing and she's the she's hero. She's not the main character. That's why, that's why everyone gets confused about Sleeping Beauty because um, it's about the three good fairies. It's not about the princess. It is. And I think they should get the, the prince at the end. No, oh, that'd, be, that'd be pretty sexy, but no, that's not how it should be. The princess gets the prince. That's not how it always happens. I get it, but they worked for it. I feel like the yeah. people that worked for it should get it. Like, he should be like, hey, you know what? I found out you guys did all those really nice things and made me that cake and all that stuff. You know what? We should all have a dinner, the four of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I want him to have, like, a foursome with a bunch of nanas. But, <laughs> but they deserve it more than she does. All she has is youth. Yeah. Well, even too much youth. She's 16. She's getting married. It's so sad. Yeah, that is sad. There's that's no like, way that works. Like, in Disney movies in the 1950s, the greatest outcome a girl could have is to get married at 16. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. Things I have mean, changed. growing up Mormon, that sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, you grew up Mormon? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Does that make more sense now? Yeah. <laughs> Do I come off Mormon? I feel like I... I feel like I come off like a Jack Mormon. Yeah, Jack Mormons. They're good people. They're I think so. Yeah, I like Jack Mormons. Oh, wait, are you? You're not a Jack Mormon. You said you told me you're a Christian. Yeah, I'm Christian. Never, you never strayed from the Christian boat. You've been Christian the whole time. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd ever change religions at this point. I'm pretty happy with Christianity. People don't normally change it this late unless it's something crazy. So it would be so weird to change it this late. Like what? Like it'd be just so random to change religions at this age. Yeah, this is the age where you would change to Scientology, but you don't become Jewish at this age. You know, like that's not what we do. Oh, it's good old Scientology. It's always there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I see the building all the time. It's Can't always miss there. It. It. Have you ever gone in there? No. Uh, I feel like you would have. No, they, I would be like, I think I'd be like prime real estate for Scientology. I'd be like. That's what I'm saying. They would invite you in and you'd have this great conversation with them. It would be hilarious. I feel like you'd ask really simple questions that would stump the fuck out of them. I'd be like, what does Xana do? No, <laughs> Xana do. Xana is that musical with Olivia Newton-John from the 70s. I forgot. No, yeah. not Xana. Which I love. I love Electric Light Orchestra. And but they did all the music for Scientology it. has, they name their gods up. Like, it's like Xanadu, I think. They have a god named Xanadu. I, if they had a god named Jeff Lynn, then we have more in common than I thought. You know, like, if they were just like, oh, no, we just really worship Electric Light Orchestra. I'm like, me too. Yeah. It's the most underrated 70s band of all time. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you did something uh, that nobody has ever done on the show. What? I've had a couple people say, hey, please don't talk about this. Please don't talk about that. You said, oh, I need to talk about this, and I need to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to – the thing is, okay, I don't – you edit this, right? Uh, some. I would prefer to do as little editing as possible, so instead of saying names, just make up names. 
Okay, well, let me, I'll just put it this way. I feel like, I feel like I got shamed for being a stripper recently. Mm -hmm. How recent? We've been six months into quarantine. It was recent. So what happened was, Wait, 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 before you're too far in the story, does that mean the strip clubs are operating illegally right now? No, they're not. They're not. It was, we, this, okay, so basically this comic who makes a lot mm -hmm. of money, he's pretty well established in comedy. Um, he and I met and talked, and he expressed interest in becoming a client. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like he wanted to come see me at the club. And here's the thing. I used to go fishing all the time. I used to like, if the club was slow, like you would just get dressed up. You just go to a bar and then just find some, like you go with a girlfriend, you just some find some older lonely guy who like needs a good time. And sometimes you would get lucky and you'd bring a guy back and you'd make money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, because this comic is so successful and wealthy, you know, I was thinking, like, you know what? He might not be a bad person to have. Like, I mean, first of all, it would be kind of cool for this comic to come in and throw ones on me. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing I feel like people don't get about me and my job is that some I do enjoy aspects of it. You know, mm -hmm. there are some things about stripping I actually enjoy, and that's why I do it. I'm not a fucking victim. Wait, you know outside I mean? of the money, I want you to name three things. What? that you enjoy about stripping? Um, well, you know, you're, you, you get worshipped and adored being a stripper. Guys, like, fall on their feet before you. You know what I mean? I, okay. You, I mean, it's like I get to show my personality. I get to have fun. I get to party with people. I get to talk to people. Like, that's the thing. Like, so much of what I do is just, like, it's just PR. You know what I mean? Pretty much. And For then, sure. Yeah, and you just, you help guys blow off steam. You know what I mean? You give them a party in the VIP mm -hmm. or they, or you talk to them and hang out with you. And then when you go on stage, they throw ones on you. You know what I mean? It's like a good time. It's a good way of making money. Yeah. You know, I, I have the, I have the privilege of Wait, having- For the record, for anyone I, listening, I would do the exact same thing if it was before me. If people are like, oh, Aaron, you want to go to this place where you can be worshipped and adored for a thing you really like, like stand-up, if they threw ones during my stand-up sets <laughs> and, I, and, like, I get a kill, like, I would be there all the time. Like, I, Absolutely. it makes sense to me. Absolutely, dude. So, I don't know. And then also, like, this comic. So, anyways, this comic, I, I messaged him on Instagram and, and he and I chatted on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And again, nothing, neither of us were doing anything wrong or inappropriate. We we're both adults and that sort of thing. But at the same time, even though, because he's maybe more established than me, like I'm starting to think like power dynamics became an issue here in this situation or yeah. why I'm feeling weird about it now. Maybe there's a power dynamic like, oh, this person is more, is big in comedy and like I can't really hold a candle to him at this point. So it's like me being in any situation with him that's like considered lewd or lascivious is gonna not make him look good and it's not gonna make me look good either. But at the same time, I'm a stripper. I'm a business. I'm a fucking business, Aaron. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And this guy wanted to come in and spend money on me. And it's like, who am I to judge him, his lifestyle or what he wants to do just because he's a comic? 
And the conversation he and I had seemed pretty positive. He, he loved that I was a stripper. He was like, oh my God, that's so sexy. That's so hot. I want to come see you dance. Where do you work? And that sort of thing. So he was like all about it, all about me being a stripper, right? Yeah. And then so in, in when we messaged each other, he was con- he said that like I, on my Instagram, I don't really post thirst traps. You know what I mean? I don't really mm-hmm. post like like I don't post like pictures of me in my underwear that often. You know what I mean? Maybe once, like honestly, like, once every I'll post a selfie maybe once every three weeks or something like that. That's it. I'm very I'm very light on social media. So I wish had- I could say that I do the same, but I'm I feel like I'm more frequent in it, and yeah. no one's asking for it. No one's been like, hey, Aaron, you haven't posted a selfie in a while. Right, and exactly. Just like, like, hey, here's my face again. I know, exactly, exactly. But you have to do it. If you want to get followers, you have to do it, like, apparently. Like, it's, it sucks. So with this comic, I, 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 sh- I sent him thirst traps. Because okay. it, nothing, I, I told him that I, I usually take photos for clients, which I do. I do take photos for clients. That's a part of my business. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is sending photos to clients and getting them to come in and see me at the club. You know what I mean? So when I'm at the club, like I'll take numbers. You know what I mean? It's networking. It's it to keep money coming back and coming in. We can call yeah. that advertising. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a business. It's a fucking business. So this comic asked me for thirst traps. He asked me for them. Like he wanted to see them. Did he use those words? He was like, you know, there's a shocking num- lack of thirst traps on my on your Instagram. If I, like, you know, how are how are how are people supposed to know what they're missing at the club and stuff like that? Oh so God. Like that. Okay. Yeah. And so I sent it to him, and it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like, oh fucking shit, because I think I fucked up, Aaron. I think I fucked up. And it's just one of those things where I'm just like. And like, what is it going to be, y'all? What is it going to be, society? Are women empowered? Are we? Are women allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do? Am I, you know what I mean? Because I, I think that I am, and I think that nothing that nothing that I think I did was unusual or wrong for me as a stripper. You know what I mean? Me mm-hmm. as a comic, it's like one of those things that was like I, I kind of shouldn't have crossed that line with this comic. Like I shouldn't have, and it was a bad idea. But he was so positive about it. I just thought, why not? You know, it's a chance to make money. And then the next time I saw him in conversation, he just like totally flipped the switch and he was really negative about stripping. He all of a sudden Hmm. became very negative about it. You know, that's him judging himself. I know, exactly. So like all of a sudden he was like, oh my gosh, like what do your parents think? Like he was asking me stuff like that. Like what what do your parents think? um oh like uh like oh do you have like an escape plan do you have a plan of how you're gonna leave stripping and stuff you know just like just like asking like ma- like basically he was making me out he was talking to me like I was a victim mm-hmm. he wasn't talking to me like I was an empowered woman you know he was talking to me like I was a victimized woman and which I, you've already I, stated you're not well, I'm not I'm no not. I know you're not I know I've talked to you about it before yeah, I mean, stripping has, for the most part, I mean, except for, like, you know, abusive guys and having to deal with, like, fucked up situations with that, there's a lot of abusive guys that you have to deal with, and I handle it, damn it, I handle those guys, mm-hmm. I, I handle it fine, it's a terror, it's, it's, it, you know, in this comic, oh, wanting side question, the- yeah? is it different to handle those guys in that club scenario versus stand-ups <laughs> in that scenario? No, but I'm saying, like, because stand-ups have that weird dynamic and, like, struggle as well, and so, like, is it different? Like, would you prefer to have that in a scenario where you are the higher power 
in the strip club because you're the one yeah, controlling exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. I want to have all the power. And if, like, if it's transactional, I mean, like, this interaction that I would have with this guy would have been totally transactional. And I'm not saying I would have made him a client. I'm not saying that, like, it would have been more than a one-time thing, but it would have been a chance for me to maybe make, like, at least a couple hundred dollars. At least a couple mm -hmm. hundred dollars. You know what I mean? I and not if there's anything wrong with him being a client either, if that's what he so chose. What? Nothing wrong with him wanting to be a client if that's what he chose. You know, like, but, I know friends who go to comedian barbers and shit because that's, you know, like, where they want to spend their money. I've exactly, seen that sort of happen. Exactly, exactly. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong at all. But now I'm just really regretting it and feeling really weird about it. And I just think, I, I don't know, like, and it's just like, I feel like ashamed. And I hate that. I, I, I hate feeling victimized and ashamed of myself because I'm mm -hmm. a stripper. And that's just how the situation is making me feel. And so I don't know, but it's just like, so I don't feel empowered right now. I don't feel strong right now. I feel like I, like, so I, I feel insecure because somebody I saw as a potential client sees me as a victim now, you know, as opposed to like a strong and empowered, you know, mm -hmm. woman. And, you know, I am very exposit like I am like I'm an expositionist you know I like getting naked I like getting crazy I like getting wild you know what I mean I like it mm -hmm. it's it like stripping totally suits my personality a lot you know and so it's like what I do in the club is you know I don't know like I it's just I don't know I'm just, just sort of feeling really pathetic about being a stripper right now that's just how I feel because of that can I be your psychologist for a second sure so just because he projected those things onto you doesn't mean you have to welcome in that projection. And especially if that's not how you view yourself, then you need to view yourself with enough strength to know when to reject those projections onto you. You know, like that's the whole point of like confidence and self-esteem is that when someone does be like, Hey, you're this, like, for instance, I'll just make this about myself for a second, just for an example. If someone's like, Oh, you're not worth much as a man because you're short. I should have enough confidence to be like, well, no, that's how you may view it. But there's the rest of the entire planet, which is not you. And I still go about my business the way I go about my business with the amount of confidence I feel like I deserve and want and the amount of power I feel like I deserve and I should be able to throw around. And I right. feel the same with you, where it's like this guy, he showed up because you were projecting something that was powerful and something he found interesting. He interacted with it the way he knew you wanted to be interacted with and then tried to flip the switch onto a guilt thing, which is all about him, almost none of it about you. And so then you have no need to take that in at all. Right. And so it's like, I know that you're not feeling the best about it because you want to be sensitive to what he's doing, but what he's doing is negative. And, like, and definitely it is like that whole negging thing. And so it's just like, he already has the power in the comedy club, which I think maybe there was an interest in like, oh, what if I could have that power in a strip club as well, where men aren't allowed to have that power? Like he can transfer those powers, but that's not how that works. And you don't need to honor that. In fact, this is why boundaries exist. Like, I definitely feel like you teach people how to treat you. And this person has like, you know, in that other area where he gets treated differently, he wants to get treated like that in the whole world. And you're like, no, that's not how that goes. I remember I was hanging out with a headliner. And that sounds so shitty to call it like that and say it like that. But I remember I was, he was like, what kind of beer do you want? I was like, I don't know, whatever beer you want, I'll just drink more of it. And he goes, I'm not the headliner of the whole world. 
you know like i'm only headlining tonight in the club when they're doing that thing and so like i don't make all the decisions in the rest of life outside of the club right and it's just like you have to have that reminder with yourself when having these interactions and even if it wasn't a stripping thing if it was just a flirting and dating thing two comics that flirt and date have that weird power dynamic because they get treated separately in the club much different than it would be if you guys were from two separate worlds I feel like I've already talked too much. But yeah. I feel like you understand what I'm saying. No, you haven't talked too much. Yeah, I, it's just, it's just hard. I just felt like, I, I just feel like I just kind of hit like a little like stripper, like midlife crisis. You know what I mean? And <laughs> people I have just, that in all their jobs. Everyone goes I home and be like, I'm like a fake or a failure. Power yeah. And when I felt, when I felt powerful, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That situation felt powerful. And I just, I don't know, like, there's just so much going on in comedy nowadays, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, what, like, maybe a, like the situations I'm presenting these comics is better than them going to like some like 18 year old fan, you know what I mean? And trying to like get an experience with her, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but you're not a shield for all of that. It's not like you're like, I better make sure I have the attention of all the pedophiles so they don't go out there and pedophile people. It's like, know, you need to figure out what you need like, in a relationship that's not necessarily that, but just what do you need in a relationship and fulfill that? Just for your own healthy self. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like I would go home with them or anything like that, but like still, like they could, like, I mean, I just feel like what I was offering to him this guy, this comic, and what I was offering to him was, like, a good fucking time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was offering him a night with... I mean, imagine. I mean, could you imagine a night with me in the strip club? <laughs> imagine that. Like, dude, I would have given him all the ecstasy he wanted. I would have, like, you know... <laughs> I was like, that's not <laughs> what they sell at the strip club. You mean the two-item no, minimum there is ecstasy? I'm just kidding. I know you're kidding, but I was also going to run with it a little bit. It's funny. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I would have given him some stripper water or whatever we give them. <laughs> stripper water. Isn't no, that just, just vodka in no, a water I, bottle acting like it's I have not? to say something about stripping. I have to say something about stripping because Hustlers came out. Hustlers came out. And then so now people are like, have, people have asked me if I've ever drugged clients, if I've ever given clients, slipped clients drug, like, drugs so they feel like yeah. give me more money and stuff. Dude, I've never made any client do anything he never wanted to do. I've never made a client give you me heard it here first. Give, give anything. I, every client, I've never made him give me a cent more than he wanted to give me. And he's never, and I never made him do anything he didn't want to do. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Every, every, like everything that I've done at the strip club, maybe like whether it's legal or illegal is not something we'll discuss, but like. I, what I've done is consensual. You know what I mean? Everything that's on the strip club is consensual with boundaries. I make fantasies happen and stuff like that. People come in with like guys like have, like they just like want to talk dirty with you and stuff like that. And just like do, you know, it, it's just, you like you get tipped. You know what I mean? Like it's just, mm -hmm. the thing is, is that like, I just, I feel like I have like a, what, what my, like every stripper is like a product and like on the menu is like, so it's like the product I'm selling as a stripper is a lot, is a lot of fun. And people do have a lot of fun with me for what the product that I'm selling as a stripper. 
and the experience I'm selling as a stripper, guys actually come back, even come back, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And get, and do it again with me. You know what I mean? And I just think that it's better that they're doing that and having a good time doing that with somebody that can control them and somebody that can, you know, handle them and stuff instead of them going out and just like getting, you know, not having a good time trying to get laid at the bar or something like that. You know what I mean? For sure. And I would actually go as far as to say another layer above that is the security at the strip club. Make sure that nobody really gets too restless or crazy. And so there is that weird controlled element where you're like, I want to have a wild and crazy time, but I also want to know that it's not going to get too wild or crazy. You know, like. It's honestly just guys who want to blow off steam. And then also guys who just like, they, they want to, it's like the the evil is contained. You know what I mean? Like there's, they want to blow off steam, but they want it to be contained. You know what I mean? They don't want, I don't know how to describe it. Like they just. I mean, I can describe it and it's going to sound sad, but I used to frequent a strip club for about a year and a half, two years in my twenties. But that's the, but really what that was about is I was getting over a breakup and Mm -hmm. I wanted to go flirt with somebody and have it reciprocated. But I also didn't want to feel like I was playing with anyone's emotions by doing it. I wanted to go out and flirt. It's a transactional relationship. It's very clear cut. It's very like, you know, you, they, they want you to play like this perfect mind game on them and stuff. Like they want you to play like, they want you to, like, you, ha- it's, you have to walk this totally fine line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you, and you would leave on a good night feeling high about it. Yeah. You feel high that you're, like, flirting and she's flirting back. You have to be able to just take guys' mind off things and just put men totally at ease. And if you can do that for them and just take their mind off things and put them at ease and just relax them, they will give you whatever you fucking want. You know, sure. That's that's very true. And I'll say this positive aspect about me regularing the strip club is I feel like it relaxed me around pretty women. I feel like I was really yeah. uptight around pretty women until after that. You're like, oh, no, no. They just want to talk about Rick and Morty and those things, even though Rick and Morty didn't exist during that time period. You know what I'm saying? They're like, we all just want to be able to connect with people. And like it was like almost an exercise in that it was like mini golf for trying to connect I don't know. It was I. I actually have pretty positive uh, memories of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, I have. I mean, honestly, when COVID happened and I was like freaking out and I was going on unemployment and stuff, like a lot of my clients sent me money. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Of, That's great. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the clients that I had, you know, I mean, they they love me. You know what I mean? They, I'm their friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I made legitimate friends. Like, my theory is some guys need a therapist, some guys need a stripper. You know what I mean? <laughs> if that makes sense. Unfortunately, that makes way too much sense. It's, Absolutely. I get that. It fucking does. And it's just like stripping is so hard because it's like, dude, guys will unload on you their it's shit. Like when women go to get their hair done and they just unload on the lady who's doing the their hair for a couple hours. Yeah. It's, it's like, the same thing because when you're a dude getting your hair cut, you're still around another dude that you want to be like, Ugh, macho stuff with. But like, if you want, yeah, no, you're right. It totally is an emotional unload onto a stripper. Also, the same with really great standup. Like, you don't. It's more one way, but you like have a two way like emotional transaction, but just a one way communication. 
I feel like when a comic is really speaking something that I feel and feel like no one's spoken to, there is a release and an unload. Yeah. I'm happy you said all this. Caroline Georges, everybody. I love Caroline. She and I have been friends for like two years. Met her like two years ago. And then she told me she wanted to do the podcast. And I'll be honest, I was like, mm. and then she told me what she wanted to talk about. And like, she, that she had this thing on her chest that she wanted to like get off. And I was like, yep, totally. That is a great episode. Had her on. It was great. And like, you know what? Like, it taught me a lot about how I'm not a great listener and I should be better at it. I'm going to work on being a better listener because it's like people need to get things off their chest and there's a lot to learn from that. You know, like instead of trying to be everyone's therapist, I need to take it in and try to be my own therapist. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, oh yes, yes, yes. Like I need to just listen and engage. And that's, that's the thing I miss in quarantine engaging like I just did a zoom show and I just and I just missed the engaging so much you know like I'd pause after the jokes and I'd hear a laugh and stuff but it wasn't the same it wasn't the same as like just looking into someone's eyes making them laugh and feeling the happiness you gave them I miss that that's what quarantine that's what comedy feels like if you if you don't do comedy and you listen to this what does it feel like? It looks like you can look into strangers' eyes and they look at you with complete trust and you make them laugh and you can feel their happiness bounce right back at you. And that's the high. That's what I love. Yes, I miss that. Guys, next week, we have my friend Marissa Riviera. She used to work at Flappers. I used to work at Flappers. I don't think we talked about that. But she crushes it as an actor right now. She books, I mean, before quarantine, she was booking, it seemed like... One thing a month, which if you're an actor, is a crazy high amount. And she's still doing it during quarantine. I'm watching these new commercials come out, and I'm like, how are you still booking? And I asked her. I asked her on the show next week. She goes through it. She talks about what it's like to audition during quarantine and get it and film. And I asked her for advice from my actor friend. So if you're an actor friend and you want to know how to book more next week, that information's there. It's a very acty thing, but it's also a very jokey, fun conversation. We've already had the conversation. So I look forward to releasing that. That's next week. Guys, as always, I have a Venmo at Aaron M. Marsh. It's always open. It's always active. <laughs> I've been using it to actually sell the pins. I got a couple of Venmos, and I was like, oh, that's great. But then I was, like, embarrassed because you're like, you just gave me money, and I have nothing to give you. And so I got those pins. And so if you Venmo me, 10 bucks, and you send me your address, you get pins, you get stickers. I love them. I know that's egotistical, but I do love those pins and stickers. Guys, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, Find a place in this world or never be long. I've got to be me.